Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're going to head out right now and be joined uh, on SDCU uh, Hotline by uh, Dan Wolken. And Dan, welcome to the program today. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Hey, well, uh, let, let's uh, give me uh, give me your opinion. Did, did the stewards make the right call? Look, it's a tough decision. I understand all the factors and what happened in race i just fundamentally kind of believe that the kentucky derby is not the same as any other race i think the standard for disqualification of a horse who crosses the wire first should be really really high and i thought maximum security was pretty clearly the best horse on saturday and and the derby's a 20 horse field it's a crazy race there's always a lot of bumping and a lot of uh, shifting and it's it's very rarely run as a clean race and so i I just thought the stewards in my opinion uh, applied too low of a standard for maximum security and uh i didn't really agree with the disqualification dan could you kind of take us through uh exactly how that all went about because the one thing i had a problem with more than anything else and i i know a little bit about the horse game uh, i spent a lot of my youth uh, out of del mar at, at the uh thoroughbred club out there and i still go to this day uh and uh you know i had a problem i guess because the stewards aren't the one that called for the inquiry right yeah i think may, maybe people who aren't familiar with horse racing don't understand that after the race is over uh, if there's an incident in the race uh, the stewards can launch their own inquiry which gives them time to to review what they saw or uh, a jockey can lodge an objection and and in this case the stewards did not initiate that process on their own uh, which seems to indicate that that during the viewing of the race they didn't see any problem Uh, but it was when the jockeys uh, objected that they took a second look and you know i mean i i think that sort of leans into the idea that that these stewards maybe uh didn't want to do this but i i don't it's without knowing the deliberations that took place and all the things they considered in making this decision it's it's just hard to say kind of what what happened in that room with you know three people deciding to take a kentucky derby winner off the board it's a pretty dramatic move and i don't think it's nearly as cut and dried as some people want to make you believe i mean uh, you're you're seeing different opinions from you know a lot of uh colleagues that have written stories on this since saturday and i'm sure you've gotten tremendous feedback from your column as well where where does the general public stand on this you think who knows i've seen a lot of different response from the emails i've gotten it's kind of 50 50 uh but i i just think Kentucky Derby is such an unusual horse race, and it's the one race that everybody uh, in America watches and pays attention to. And you know, I, I certainly they've created conversation. I mean, typically huh. the Derby ends, and and I'm not doing radio shows talking about what happened. Uh, 
Uh, but I'm doing a bunch of them today because this is a pretty controversial thing. So maybe in that sense, it's something that uh, is good. But really, I, I just hate the idea that uh, you have to take down a derby winner um, unless you know he clearly would not have won the race otherwise. And I just don't think that that happened in this case. Dan Walken, a columnist for the USA Today, nice enough to join us uh, this morning on our SDCCU uh, fan hotline. I keep looking at that number. It was the 145th running of the Kentucky Derby, and it's the first time something like this has ever happened. Well, true. Now, of course, you know, for uh, you know, for maybe the first uh, you know 95 of those, <laughs> you didn't have you know complex replay uh, angles and cameras everywhere and uh, all that stuff so you know maybe uh, maybe you would have had this happen more often before uh, you know if you if you could give the same sort of equipment uh, we have now back in the 19 you know 20s and 30s but obviously that uh, that didn't happen um you know t- again typically not just the derby but other major races the stewards typically seem to give horses and jockeys uh some benefit of the doubt unless it's just really, really egregious. And I think part of it that, that has gotten overlooked here is, you know, Luis Saez, the jockey of maximum security. Uh, I, I haven't seen anyone accuse him of, of, you know, doing this intentionally or that, uh, that he was trying to eliminate the competition. I, I think what happened, frankly, is the horse saw a puddle on the track and, the light, and with the lights, it was kind of glaring at him, and he tried to jump the puddle. I think that's what happened. Uh, and I don't think there was anything Luis Saez could, could do about that. Uh, so, you know, I, intent, you know, does intent factor in? I mean, should it? I just think stewards typically use kind of a common-sense approach at big races uh, and try not to take down a winner unless they, they absolutely have to, unless it was so egregious they had no other choice. And I thought they did have a choice here. Well, Dan, the other situation, I mean, we were talking about the inquiries uh, earlier and how it was lodged by the jockey. Uh, There were two jockeys that lodged complaints, right? Yeah, that's my understanding, yeah. Okay, so there were two jockeys, so uh, the stewards look at the tape. Normally, you know, they they have it on the the board, and, you know, it goes for four or five minutes, and then they make the the race official, and they either uh, deny it or they, you know, uh, put the order they're going to put up there. It took 23 minutes. 23 minutes people are sitting there, uh, not only at Churchill Downs, but all over the country wondering what the heck's going on. Yeah, it was it was a scene like we've never seen before at the Kentucky Derby. And, uh, you know, it, it certainly created a lot of drama. But, you know, I, I just feel bad for everyone involved. I, I, don't, I don't know how anyone comes out of that situation feeling great. So, you know, even the winners, I'm sure I know they're happy to win, but, uh, their horse wasn't going to win the race otherwise, <laughs> so you know it just kind of kind of stinks for everyone all around. Well, you know who I, I feel bad for in a way, and I you know it's bittersweet. I mean, Bill Mott, who's a, a Hall of Fame trainer. I mean, he ends up getting a win in, in the Kentucky Derby, and I wonder, Bill Mott. I mean. <laughs> I mean, he he respects the game so much. I wonder what he thinks about it today. He's he's happy his horse got the win, but that's got to be really bittersweet for him as well. Well, that that's the word he used after the race on Saturday was bittersweet, and and I think uh, you know Bill Mott's a, a first class individual right. and a, a terrific trainer, and you know, but 
I don't think he wants to give it back. You know, no. I think he, you know, I think he'll take it. He'll take it because he, he feels like uh, he feels like the the horse uh, that won, you know, should have been taken down. So uh, it's not the it's not the uh, perfect way or the ideal way to get your first derby, but he ain't giving it back. What uh, what's the future hold now for Maximum Security? Probably not going to run in the Preakness. Yeah, it sounds like Gary West uh, said that on the Today Show, not going to the Preakness, which I understand. I mean, turn you know, going back in two weeks after you've just run a really hard mile in a quarter race, uh, Triple Crown's not on the line for him. I, I get it. Uh, so um, who knows? I mean, you know, will will they try to show up at Belmont, go a mile and a half? Will will they just kind of pick a spot, you know, aim for the Haskell and the Travers and the races like that, uh, that that probably seems like what they're, they'll want to do with that horse. But there's no question, whenever he returns to the track, there'll, there'll be a, a decent amount of intrigue. You mentioned Gary West. Uh, he and his wife, uh, Mary, own that horse. Uh, does he just bite his tongue and, and, and move on, or does uh, litigation come in? Because that, that's been talked about since the race on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what, what options he's looking at. I'm not sure, uh, you know, litigation will really result in, in much change, if, if, if any. Um, I, I just, I don't really see a pathway for him, but, you know, I'm sure he's looking at every option. Dan, the last question I got for you, and, and I had uh, uh, a gentleman on Friday, and we talked a little bit about the Kentucky Derby, and I made the point uh, that I just think there are way too many horses. And then you throw in uh, every year, it seems like the last few, it's been uh, raining, the track's a mess. Uh, is the Kentucky Derby need to seriously consider limiting this field a little bit? Well, you know, that one thing a lot of people have said in, in defense of the stewards is, well, what would have happened if, you know, maximum security had, had clipped heels, uh, which came really close with uh, War of Will, and War of Will had gone down, it would have been the most catastrophic situation that Kentucky Derby's ever seen, and it essentially would have been the end of horse racing. And I, I don't disagree with that, but what I would say is that comes close to happening every year. It really does. I mean, you can go through every derby and find moments where a horse, you know, is on the verge of going down uh, because there's just too many horses out there, and it's a it's a freaking stampede. And <laughs> I do think that I do think that is the fault of Churchill Downs. I mean, twenty horses uh, is too many, and I think if you want to limit the 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 potential for just a you know a catastrophic situation you'd go back to 14 i uh 100 concur with that hey dan thanks so much for the uh, time i i know you're a man in demand but really appreciate you joining us out on the west coast this morning thanks there you go dan wolken columnist for the usa today and you remember uh, when i uh, brought that up on friday uh, i just thought the fields uh, there's just too many horses uh, just way too many horses, and, and they need to uh, uh, scale it down. Get to 14, that would be perfect. And uh, we thank Dan Wilkin for joining us on the SDCCU Fan Hotline. You can nominate SDCCU Best Credit Union in the Union Tribune Readers Poll daily at sdccu.com slash nominate. San Diego County Credit Union, it's not big bank banking, it's better. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.